<laughs> Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Unfortunately, some of us do have shit to do, Smokey. I figured that's our Friday intro. Free form Friday because we can talk about film. We can talk about music. We can fuck all the rest. People who think that I should stick to a, a format. Well, film and music is my format and concerts. So, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is here. The inductees. People are pissed. I'm a little pissed. And I'll tell you why. Now, I like Eminem. I really, really... I I didn't like him at first. And then, you know, like an artist, you slowly, gradually like their catalog. And I, I love that recovery album. I think that is probably one of his best albums. All right. So what happened... What happened? Well, Eminem's getting inducted in his first year. Now, there is some shade about that, and I understand, because you don't have Eminem without Eric B. and Rakim, Ice Cube solo work, Dr. Dre solo work, Snoop Dogg, okay, and A Tribe Called Quest, or De La Soul. You don't have them. You don't have Eminem without them. So here's what happened. This, <laughs> I don't always agree with their nominees. Um, now, there's a difference between the nominees and inductees. Okay. The inductees are the ones that are getting in. The nominees <laughs> are, are when they announce them all together. Because not everyone's going to get in. Not everyone. And then there's some people who don't feel they should be in there because they're not rock and rollers, and, I, and that makes sense. Miss Dion Warwick, who is a legend. And I always like to throw things out there that some of you probably wouldn't know. You know Dion Warwick is Whitney Houston's cousin. So they're related. In fact, Dion Warwick gave Whitney her first Grammy. Yep. She opened that envelope. Uh... Julian Lennon was there too so it's like a new generation maybe they planned that (laughs) I don't know it's the Grammys what can I say alright so here's what we started out with back in February we had nominees we had Eminem Duran Duran, Pat Benatar Beck, Dolly Parton Lionel Richie Carly Simon, Rage Against the Machine Devo, Whip It Dionne Warwick, Uberth Mix, A Tribe Called Quest, Kate Bush, Judas Priest, Fela Kuti, MC5, and the New York Dolls. All right. So, what happened? Well, they had to pick nominees. Now, if you're a metal purist, um, first of all, we'll, we'll get to that. Very interesting. But they did the same thing to L. Cool J. Okay? They've done that to a lot of people. They have. Now, the final nominees are get ready. Pat Benatar, not a fan. Duran Duran, oh yeah. Eminem, yes. Eurythmics, yes. Oh, I love Dolly Parton. Lionel Richie, not a fan. Carly Simon, yes. 
Now, those are the performer category. All right. Now, they did something. Um, the Music Award, the Musical Excellence Award, which recognizes acts whose originality and influ influence creating music have had a dramatic impact on music, will be given to Judas Priest, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lutis. Um, okay. Judas Priest, a titan of metal, historically an un appreciated hall, uh, hall genre was previously nominated three times somewhat replicating the scenario of L. Cool J's backdoor induction last year oh yeah oh yeah and then also you have early influences Harry Belafonte and Elizabeth Cotton along with J uh, Alan Grubman, Jimmy Iovine and Sylvia Robinson they're all getting inducted uh, I think Sylvia is getting the Ahmet Erdogan award so Judas Priest. I want to give a shout out to Adam Simmons of uh, Simmons and More and Creatures of the Night because Adam loves Ju I love Judas Priest too. But if I recall, cute little video of Adam just dance doing. It looked like he was doing the floss to uh, Turbo Lover, <laughs> and it's funny that now we know what that song is about. Thank you, Rob Halfred. I listened to his autobiography. All right, so. Judas Priest are getting the Musical Excellence Award, just like LL Cool J. Nile Rogers got one a couple of years ago. So did uh, Ringo Starr. So is it fair in this context? Yes. Now, you, you know who I'd like to get in next year? Rage Against Machine, Motorhead. Mo they're all gone, Motorhead. The the second. Um, third or fourth drummer is still alive but it's like induct them already rage against the machine come on tool i don't know if tool want to go in though beck beck didn't get in this year that's kind of interesting that eminem got in but beck didn't come on you want i like him i like eminem but beck two turntables and a microphone come on bottles and cans just clap your hands just clap your hands We'll be back. We'll be back after these messages. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. So we're back on the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast for me to think that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has a problem. You know that they could induct at least 10 nominees in one Chilling. Think about that. Yeah, it costs money to make those awards, but think about it. Ten? Okay. You got everyone taken care of. You get a band like the B-52s who are good. This is their last tour. They've never been inducted. They've been around for 40 fucking years. Motorhead. Trying to think who else. I will say this. There's too many award shows out there. For me, throughout the years I've been watching the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I'll tell you, it's a it's a more or more. It's the experience is a little better than the Grammys. You have performances, you have awards, you have really great speeches, and then you have people who have either come together, haven't been together in years, or are still a working band like Rush. 
like Def Leppard, like The Cure, are still a working band, like Radiohead. So when you're inducted, or even Nine Inch Nails, I'm going to go see Nine Inch Nails this year. They were inducted. I took issue with that, yes, because they're known more than ministry, but I also saw ministry, and I think ministry should be in. So this is where, rather than five, you have ten. And also, let's put the MC5 in there, because you don't have a lot of bands without the MC5. You also don't have a lot of bands without the New York Dolls. So 10 nominees become 10 inductees rather than five. And that bothers me when they do the performers category. So are Judas Priest not part of the performers category? Oh, Cool J was. And, and And it bothers me how the news outlets, it shouldn't, but it does, don't report that. They just say the performers. They don't say, oh, by the way, Judas Priest. And they did last year, though, with LL Cool J. All right. So it's a little shady right there. It's shady for my taste. But yeah, I prefer the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame more than I do the Grammys. I think the Grammys is just a shit show. The same with the American Music Awards. It's just a shit show. It's a popularity contest. What I love about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is they make they take risks with who they're going to put in, like Nina Simone, who also was not a rock and roller. But her music was relevant within the 1960s and 70s and 80s and 90s. So there's the relevancy. And hard rock, hard rock doesn't get the love that it deserves. So the fact that Judas Priest are finally getting in, Red Chicken's Machine is not in yet. I mean, there, there are so many bands. First of all, I've talked about this before. My love of the blues. You don't have rock without the blues. Dear Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is the Dr. Zeus Home Podcast. I would like you to take into consideration inducting Howlin' Wolf. Okay? Muddy Waters is in there. Buddy Guy is in there. But you don't have them without Howlin' Wolf. Take that into consideration. Smokestack Lightning. Need I say more? And yeah. Because Sister Rosetta Thorpe is in there. Okay, she's in there. And there's a lot of artists. I don't think Mama Morton's in there. She should be in there. But there are a lot of blues artists who should be in there because you don't have Rock and Roll Hall of Fame without the blues so that's just my take on it but yeah they should go from five performers to ten they probably won't other other award shows have expanded their categories where it's kind of like okay cute um the oscars have done that but i think because the rock and roll hall of fame is an institution and yes many musicians are like who wants to be in an institution But a lot of those working bands, like Iron Maiden, they don't want to be in there because they see it as a greatest hits kind of caper. So we'll we'll see if the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame changes their tune. I will give them this. You have there aren't a lot of women in the Hall of Fame and you got some female performers going in. You got Dolly Parton, who at first rejected 
the nomination, but then later said that she would humbly accept it, and now she's going to be inducted. Annie Lennox of the Eurythmics, and Carly Simon. Anticipation. Singer-songwriters. Those three women that I just mentioned are singer-songwriters. Dolly Parton writes her own songs. She's a performer. Carly Simon writes her own songs. She's a performer. Come on, you're so vain. And Annie Lennox of the Eurythmics, she writes her own songs too. She had a very great, she still has a great continuing solo career. That's my other issue is they always induct the bands, but then it's like the solo artists, like with Lou Reed. Lou Reed was inducted with the Velvet Underground, but as a solo artist, was inducted posthumously. That's kind of messed up right there. So he didn't live to see it, but he's in there. He's acknowledged. Okay. So that's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in a nutshell. Yes, Doctor Strange is in theaters. I will see it when I get around to it because I'm busy. Because unlike what Smokey said at the beginning of the show, you ain't got shit to do. I got shit to do. So that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. We're going to start doing these called Freeform Friday, where we just go off and we talk and don't talk about a particular film. I'm sure if I had seen Dr. Strange 2, I would be talking about it. I'm not going to read because there's so many, there's always spoilers with those or as uh i'm i'm a whovian i'm a doctor who fan as dr river song said a professor river song said on doctor who spoilers in fact let's make it honest and go over to a clip if only i had these at will river song yeah that's another show i love the doctor who Okay, Professor River song. Alex Kingston. Um, many of you probably remember her from ER. Let's see. Let's everyone. We got breathers. How do you know they're not androids? Because I've dated androids. They're rubbish. Oh, you're not, are you? Tell me you're not archaeologists. Got a problem with archaeologists. I'm a time traveler. I point to love archaeologists. Ah. Professor River song. Spoilers. Let's go back. I make it look like an execution. Triple seven five slash three four nine nine ten zero twelve slash eight. Chances of rain later. He thinks he's so hot when he does that. How about we defy the Tridus? Oh, I had lessons from the fairy dance. Well, yeah. And so I threw that in there because it's Freeform Friday. And I don't like spoilers, although sometimes, <clears throat> okay, I'll admit this. When I went to go, before I went to go see Avengers Endgame, 
I wanted to make sure who died. <laughs> That's so wrong. So wrong. But I was satisfied with how they did it. Okay. Because um, I remember watching and um, uh, oh jeez. <laughs> oh, it's Friday. Um, because I remember watching the Avengers Infinity War in the theater with my friend, and she went to the bathroom. And she comes back and people are losing their shit and people are screaming at the screen and they're upset. And I remember I was sitting in this row and people started saying, that's it. And my friend comes back and she's like, what happened? And I said, I told her and she went, oh, why is everyone in the theater upset? I said, because they don't realize that next year you got to wait a year for Endgame. So. They thought that was it from the Avengers, but they didn't. I, I guess the, the viewers didn't get the memo that, oh, next year is the continuation of Avengers and it's going to be Endgame. And then in that, we're also going to have um, Captain Marvel played by Brie Larson. So, um, yeah, when people are in the theater and they're not aware of something, they, they go crazy, especially the Easter eggs. And so, yes. I am aware that there are Easter eggs or spoilers from Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse. I will watch it when I can. So I'm not going to read the spoilers. In fact, on this show, I have never talked about the end of Avengers Endgame. Because I know there's a lot of people out there who haven't watched the end. Same goes for The Mandalorian. Some of you don't know Baby Yoda's real name. And I do. And when I was working with um, some students about a year ago, they were all obsessed with Baby Yoda. And I, uh, and I had a Baby Yoda mask. I think I had five of them. And, they, and the one student says, I know his name. And she whispers it to me. I said, yeah, but you can't shout that out in this classroom. Because the other teacher told me she didn't finish it yet. I don't want to spoil it for her. You don't want to spoil it for the rest of the people. So that's why I don't do spoilers on this show. I don't talk about the end of the film. I just say how I felt or um, from, a, from a cinematic standpoint. So, yeah, that's Freeform Friday. And like I said, when I see Doctor Strange 2, the multiverse, I will talk about it. I will talk about it also because... Benedict Cumberbatch is, is really getting in the mix here. I mean, he had The Power of the Dog, which really sucked. Um, he may or may not be returning to Sherlock. That That's up in the air. Um, BBC and Masterpiece did this really great series from 2010 to 2017 called Sherlock. And it's a modern-day Sherlock Holmes, still with the original... Um, accoutrements attached and then you have Martin Freeman who played uh, uh, Watson and and his character he had the cane but then they said that there was a, uh, even Sherlock was like that's a psychosemantic walk that's why you have that you weren't really injured that you just remember it and then there was a actor who played uh, Moriarty and so but yeah eventually that'll come back but yeah the multiverse is here it's a mixture of different characters. And then we have Thor, love, love of Thunder, who's coming in, in uh, the summer. So, yeah, it's going to be um, 
an interesting ball game. But right now we are in the month of May, and we have the George Carlin documentary coming out May 20th. So everyone's, I hope you're all ready for that. And then um, next week, I'm going to go see Behemoth. <laughs> yes, they're scary to some, and that's why I'm going by myself. Yeah, they're amazing. As always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>